Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. July 30th, 2020. The Treasure Fleet. Paperback Books. Arnold, get to the choppa. Fenty Beauty. This is awesome today. Awesome Today is a mostly daily show about stuff that might be awesome. Don't overcomplicate it. It's barely edited and sometimes offensive. Enjoy it and have an awesome today. Would you? Hello. Hello. That's fast. I mean, of guard. I was going to ask if we need to do like a choral warm-up, the Ma Me Mimo Moo. Yes. Or something to get our, our voices prepped. I like to do that before I record, that's mm-hmm. for sure. Yes. I was trying to think of one. There's, you know, Mommy Me Mimo Moo for sure, but it feels like there's one that's like, Mommy made me something. Mommy made me drop my red balloon or something. You know, vocal warm-ups rarely make sense. It's right. just a matter of getting the cords in the mouth. Mm-hmm. Well, the whole TikTok guy giving himself the pep talk, was yeah. it didn't make a lot of sense either. But That's it, right. It worked. It, it got worked. him revved up. Got him enthusiastic. You feel enthusiastic today? I, I'm not sure yet. I'm okay. not sure yet. I'll tell you what. I could have. I might have been fully... Like full steam ahead to enthusiastic Constanterville or something. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I got lost in time in my office and was just like working on stuff. And I didn't even think, oh, I need to check the time. I just, I was turning and my, my eyes went across a digital clock. And it was literally one minute before I normally, we have scheduled to come sit down and, and begin prepping for the show. And it's like... Oh, no! <laughs> so, thankfully, you were kind, you extended grace, and I was a few minutes late. But, yeah, that. so I'm just still kind of in the panting mode, like, what, what I was, you were late, I wasn't late. <laughs> it's true. For a person who runs extremely punctual. I'm punctual, if nothing else. 
you're one of those people that if people are not five minutes early to an appointed meeting time, you start like, yeah, well, checking yeah. your watch. You know why? Because you're punctual. Well, one, because that's respect. Get there. Be on time. Yeah. Don't set an appointment for a time and then show up five minutes late or something, assuming that they would or that they don't care or that you're an idiot or whatever. Right. Be on time. It's, it's respectful. Plus, then I worked for several years in an industry where we lived by the motto yeah. that to be early is to be on time. To be on time is to be late, and to be late is to be forgotten. And literally, we left people. Yeah. Forgot to them. Left them places. It only had to happen about once every three years. Yeah. But. It, that was yeah. a lasting lesson. Mm -hmm. A lesson learned by all, for sure. That's part of self-management. Yes. And it's it's not a statement of anything other, really. I mean, there's the respect thing, but it's also respect for yourself and self-management. It's doing a small thing right so that no matter how things go the remainder of the day, you know what? I did the one thing right. Here's where I get tripped up. We haven't even said what the day is. Is that, we is that a problem? It's okay. okay. It's okay. Um, here's where I get tripped up. I always, always, always think I have more time than I actually have. And so I'll think, okay, I'm gonna, I gotta leave in ten minutes. I totally have time to do this task over here that is really like a fifteen to twenty minute task. Mm -hmm. And so then I get all flustered because I thought I had time, and I should have just said, hey, I gotta leave in ten minutes. I'm gonna go ahead and start loading now because I can guarantee you, especially if a child's going with me let alone the whole crew, yeah. is going to take that entirety of 10 minutes right. to lock and load. Yeah, and then you'll be fully loaded and somebody like, Max not wearing a shirt. I'm going to go back in the house. Or someone has to go to the bathroom or whatever, yeah. you know. Did you go somewhere today? I did. Where'd you go? The doctor's office, which is always fun during the time of pandemic. And Meg is pregnant. Nope. No, 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 not that. Not that. Why would Not you that. say that? Why would you speak that into the universe? It's kind of like you say a thing so it Oh, okay. Remember how you used to say a thing called, uh, we're having twins before we found out we were having twins and then it happened? Yeah, but I wasn't kidding. <laughs> I was, that was an invitation to the universe yeah. because I wanted twins. Well, it worked. Remember how you told me about it over text message and I... Yeah. White knuckled and almost passed out in the office at yeah. work in front of a bunch of people. Yeah, I do. Yeah, that, that was exciting. Hope we do that again. <laughs> I went to the doctor's office not because I or anyone in this family is pregnant, because the uh, the youngest, the one year old, the boy, yesterday started down a track. It was not a good track. It was mm -hmm. not an awesome track. It was a track of pain and misery and very little sleep. I should have known by the I should have known by the second time he did, could not nap for more than thirty minutes. Like we got a problem here, but he's so squirrely about sleep anyway yeah. that it didn't all line up until last night. I right. had gotten him to bed. He actually went to sleep early because again, hardly slept during the day. And, and keep in mind now, absence of nap may or may not have played a, a factor for real here. He was a smooth running jerk during from, the day. For, yeah. Yeah. And especially from about four o'clock on. Yes. Just we were like, I don't I don't like him anymore. Yeah. I still love him. Yeah. Kinda, but he's pushing that too. He was being wildly unlikable. Oh man. <laughs> um and so I had laid him down and 
uh, we couldn't find the monitor. Somebody walked off with the monitor. In the process of me just looking for the monitor, he woke back up and went into complete hysteria, unlike yes. any hysteria I've ever seen from him. No, no actor could recreate no, that. No, it was he was shivering and tremoring and shaking, and I was like, okay, do we? What, what's happening? Is this is this COVID? Is this the flu? Is this what's happening? Situation. Anyway, one very long night later in which I literally sat upright on the love seat, basically holding him most of the night so we could get a little sleep. I got in very first thing to urgent care this morning because our regular pediatrician's office could not be bothered to answer the phone. Yeah, yeah. I was so annoyed about that. That was very awesome. Anyway, um, got into urgent care. They checked him out immediately. He has an outer ear infection. I, did not I don't know. even know what that means. I guess instead of being down like in or around the eardrum, it's mm-hmm. like further out into the ear tube area. Okay. Weird. I don't know. He's a weird kid, no doubt. So it figures he'd have a weird thing. <laughs> okay. Well, thank goodness for antibiotics, which Indeed. I'll pick up shortly for treatment. Indeed. Well, welcome to Awesome Today. It is July 30th. And I would like to offer a very happy sacrifice feast eve to all of our awesomes in Turkey. Hmm. What is sacrifice? Feast? No idea. I feel alarmed. Yeah. Uh, a little disturbed. Yeah. Concerned. Don't know. Didn't look. Just thought that sounds weird. I'll throw that in. If it involves coffee, I'm on board. I like Turkey, coffee. Turkish coffee is uh, Turkish coffee is good. It's a thing. We've done that we with have. the Turkish coffee maker, which is you and a pot on the end of a stick kind of a gig. And fire. Fire. Yep. Foaminess. Yep. It is, uh, well, well, maybe we'll go have a coffee episode one of these days. We have a coffee episode. We have so many words and experiences and... We probably threw that pot out, didn't we? We did. Okay. Oh, well. We can, people can figure it out. Yeah. YouTube exists, so. Yes. Well, today... 1715, the Treasure Fleet. This was pretty interesting to me. This was a fleet of Spanish ships who were on their way back to Spain Mm -hmm. from the New World. And at 2 a.m. this morning, 11 of the 12 ships were lost in a hurricane near present-day Vero Beach, Florida. It is straight-up hurricane season. You should not be sailing around Florida. I yeah, I don't, I don't know care that if they it is were, 1715. You should know that by now. I, I guess so. I was going to try to extend some grace. I mean, they're out here looking at stars and things just to figure out if they're going in the right direction for crying out loud. <laughs> Plotting courses with pencil and parchment. Not even a pencil. Yeah. Like a quill, maybe, and some ink. I don't know what they used in, in that era for sure. Yeah. But yeah, that's, uh, that's wish they'd known for their sake. Interestingly, interestingly, and there's a lot interesting about this. Yeah. So the ships were absolutely loaded down with silver and gold. And they were not small ships. They're very large ships. Uh, they departed from Cuba, mm-hmm. come through that area off of Florida, which is... Uh, Gosh, what's that called? Uh, the Treasure Coast. Oh. And I, and I believe partially because of all the shipwrecks that have yes. occurred there. Yes, and it's, all the treasure that got dumped into yes. the bottom of the sea. All the give me your treasure. Uh-huh. All of it. A lot um, of sad sea shanties probably about 
the treasure coast and all the yes i almost broke into shanty right there and i was i was actually composing the lyrics and i was like no they're not ready for that kyle let's hold off a little while longer yet yep you got to get deeper in relationship before you hear one of kyle's homemade shanties they are inappropriate always (laughs) always. well i mean to be fair most these shanties are a little bit right most songs are sailors are not known for their well-behaved manners and it's true discreet. you'll never they're not going to be the kind of guys that pull off a diamond heist in a french salon. <laughs> it's a different group altogether absolutely okay. so they'd left from cuba and we know that because there are records in cuba that's also what tells us there were 1500 sailors that perished Aww. in this a very small number survived on lifeboats effectively although i doubt they called them lifeboats what did they call them um the damn boat i don't know a dinghy maybe not probably not a dinghy i don't know yeah well all right that part felt like less of an important detail thanks for exposing me to everyone i'm a fraud we're exposing ourselves i should never have done this show listen yes we're exposing ourselves because once again if we would have just freaking learned spanish we could be like, no, they weren't called lifeboats. They were called botas de libre. Pequeño <laughs> galleons? All Is that those, small I don't know. All the Spanish-speaking people who are listening are I could call, like enraged with us. I could call a couple of those sailors some names that would make them blush. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there was an initial salvage effort in that area, in that, in that time, at that moment. And it wasn't small. Um, and there were other, you know, pirates, of course, piling in. And sure. Everybody yes. coming to get their their piece of the pie. Then in the 1960s, there's a treasure hunter named Kip Wagner. Like Kip, profession treasure hunter, had a company and everything, and and he went and he had a major finding and haul, bringing in a bunch of stuff from that. And they can identify from you know the stampings and coins and different things to know okay. where things came from. Um, he found enough stuff that there was an exhibit built, which was held at National Geographic uh, Explorers Hall in Washington, D.C. He published a book called Pieces of Eight, detailing the account of the finding and exploration of these wrecks along that coast. Okay. Um, then in 2015, good, the flies are back. In yeah. 2015, Queen's Jewels, LLC. Mm-hmm discovered an additional 4.5 million in gold coins also from this fleet and to date i believe it's only six of the 11 that have been found so can you even fathom this is three search attempts and the third one still finds four and a half million in gold that is insane and there's still six or i'm sorry there's still five unfound wow this is it's a far more popularized thing maybe than most of us recognize. Uh, in 2008, there was a movie called Fool's Gold. It involves the protagonists searching the location of one of these sunken ships. Okay. Uh, the fleet was used, uh, this, this fleet was used as the backdrop for part of the video game Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag, which I've played. Yes. I enjoyed it immensely. Uh, interesting game the 1977 movie the deep connects to this fleet and then the plot of the stars series black sails uh season one is set around 
this fleet as well. Dang. So, and you love black sails too. I, I do. It's pretty rough at times and yeah. not a really clean show, but it was interesting. As I enjoyed it a lot. I like pirates. You love pirates. I feel like I would have been a pirate. Yes. If the opportunity may still be, if the <laughs> well, opportunity arises, right? You know. um, a pirate of Lake Hefner <laughs> rowing around in a little canoe and cursing at people. Oh my <laughs> Har, give me your lunch leftovers. <laughs> this is made even funny. If you're not familiar with Oklahoma City, which I, most of I you are. I can be a socially responsible pirate. Arr, keep your trash on the lake. <laughs> Big Hefter is a little man-made lake here in Oklahoma City that's just for, you know, light sailing and right. people jogging around and, you know, it's a very... It was created originally as water supply. I mean, <laughs> yes. they, I don't think we're imagining... <laughs> they weren't imagining me in a vicious canoe out there flying the Jolly Roger. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my gosh, I can't deal with it. That is hilarious. You can't deal with it because you know I would do it. You would if do I could it. get my hands on a decent canoe. Yes. And I had the physical stamina to row around a little bit. Just, just row around and harass people really right. is what you'd like to do. Yep. Oh my gosh, that is hilarious. That's good stuff. That is good. Okay. So that was 1715. Yes. Uh, 1729, mm -hmm. the city of Baltimore, Maryland is founded. That's important to me because that's where I was born. If there was no Baltimore, there'd be no Kyle. That's so thank right. you, Baltimore. Born there, lived there six months, and family moved back to Oklahoma. Yep. Um, is that right? No, Texas no, first. No, went to Texas, then to Kansas, then to Oklahoma. Yeah. But by the time I was entering my first year of school, kindergarten was in Oklahoma. That's so right. That's probably why I'm so messed up. I've yeah. got all that weirdness. I don't know. All right, well, um, today in 1909, the French chemist Eugene Schuler. Now, how his last name is freaking Schuler, and he's a French chemist. I don't know. Well, I mean, maybe he's French by immigration status. Oh, well, maybe so. Perhaps. We, you and I have talked about because this is literally the kind of nerds we are. We've talked about the history of the Franco German yeah. era, a part of Europe and how interconnected they are and those types of things. So maybe there are a number of French people with the last name Schuler. Who knows? What matters is that he founded L'Oreal with his new range of hair dyes. Yes. So the lady's been dyeing those grays since 1909. Speaking of which, Luckily, my hair is in desperate need. Obviously long before, up. if it was recognized as, you know what, there's a market for this. That's true, obviously. Yeah, he's the first one to come in and enter the market with L'Oreal. Right. L'Oreal, of course, now being a huge cosmetic conglomerate with all kinds of products. They've come a long way since Eugene Schuler was out there peddling his hair dye wares. I don't... Did you, did you catch their tagline for advertising? L'Oreal? Mm-hmm. They've had many. What are you thinking of? Well, the original one oh, what was it came it? out. It ain't Maybelline, you idiot. <laughs> that was what they went with off the bat. He knew Mr. Maybelline. No. Mabel was a man's name. Nope, 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 nope. I suspected you were not leading me on the path of truth with this. Was L'Oreal, I think L'Oreal was the one that truly in the 80s, I remember, I think it's mm. L'Oreal, their tagline being, because you're worth it. It's possible. I don't know. I've never oh, been a right. huge makeup wearing, paying attention to. Listen, I'll tell you what. You're worth it is a great tagline in positioning in the 
market because I cannot tell you as a woman how many times I've stood in a cosmetics aisle deliberating whether or not I want to get that new tube of mascara, that new lipstick or hair dye or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't, this is really expensive. I don't know if we can afford it. But then you've got them whispering in your ear, you're worth it. You're worth it. Do you think a woman came up with that? No. Sales pitch? <laughs> no. Really? I think probably like most major advertising campaigns, especially in the 80s. I don't know. I, I don't think she would have been given credit. Yes. She would have been one of the underlings trying to mm-hmm. earn a place in the office. Like and She would, yeah, would have, what was her name? Peggy. Peggy, yeah. yeah. Would have said something and they would be like, ha, 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 where's my coffee? And then they'd, she'd leave and one of the other dudes would be like, hey, what about your worth? <laughs> yeah, that's a great idea. Yes. And then they go over to their whiskey dispenser on the wall yes. and get a cup of... Cold. Ice cold Ice whiskey cold dispenser, whiskey. yeah. Right off the wall. Okay. Although by the 80s, they were probably chopping lines of Coke on the conference table or something. Yes. And I forgot how completely normalized smoking inside was in the 80s. I mean, literally, we grew up, our childhood was the 80s. Yep. I forgot that until the other day, the twins wanted to watch the original Ghostbusters movie. We were hesitant. There's a lot of spookiness in there, but they, I mean, they're so into monsters and and scary things. So I let them watch it and I'm watching and here's Larry King playing himself. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you remember this montage from when the Ghostbusters got really popular in New York City and they were like doing all this press and, you know, all this. And so they're on Larry King and Larry King is sitting there in his studio smoking a cigarette and then, like, it's just throughout the, the series, like, some of, like, Bill Murray's characters constantly smoking. Like, it's just, I was like, this feels so weird to see the prevalence. Right. I mean, I know you were joking about that. Well, now you get stuff. warnings on Netflix that yes. they're smoking on a show, right? I know. That's what I was thinking, like, truly, on Netflix, when, uh, if there was, like, sex, nudity, violence, right. smoking. Mass murdering, smoking. <laughs> yes. All the horrible things. When I was a kid, maybe like 10, 11 years old, our family, uh, on my dad's side, we used to get together every year in a small town up the road from here. Everybody would come together. It would be 150, 200 people. Kind of a big deal. Yeah. And uh, I can remember, because smoking, a thing Mm -hmm. then, and you look around in this little hall area that we met in, and, you know, three quarters of the people in there were smoking. And I'm running through the building. They wouldn't let us in the building except for when we had to go to the bathroom. And I'd come in and was running through to go over to the bathroom. And as I'm, as I'm not running, like jogging through, because I was, I was in a bad way. I had to go. Yeah. Okay. As I'm doing that, there's a guy who's, he's got his back towards me. He's, he's smoking and he, he's conversating with somebody and he, he does one of these numbers and kind of flails his arms out wide right as I'm going by. And he puts his cigarette out on my, bicep oh no burns you know a couple layers of skin like that yes and it's gone and hey i'm 10 and i know that's a precious young age and all of that but i'm also at that time i think i was the youngest kid in our neighborhood by six years so i was pretty advanced in language and i threw out it damn it like (laughs) when it happened and i got in trouble i got in trouble for getting a cigarette put out on me that feels right that story checks out so garbage <laughs> it's unfair but at least you were able to forgive and forget yeah and move on. <laughs> you know when they buried him what i did never mind that's not nice <laughs> all right uh 1935 the first penguin paperback book is published 
Now, many believed at the time that that was not going to be profitable. These were just paperback, period, wasn't a thing yet, right? Right, yeah. But Woolworth, oh, down at the Woolsworth. <laughs> got kicked out of the Woolsworths. <laughs> just the one or all of them. That's such a great movie. That is a line from Oh Brother, where art thou? That is my actual favorite movie of all time. Anyway, Woolworth. I thought did, the Burbs was. Well, the Burbs is up there, like on the Pantheon. Okay. But like, if you like, gun to my head, you were like really? one movie. I can this see is that. It. The literary. The literary stuff is big. I can't quit it. I love it. Okay. Uh, Woolworth went ahead and purchased sixty-three thousand of these penguin paperbacks. Like with, right out of the gate. Yeah, out the gate. They knew their customers. They were like, people want books, but you they cheap don't. bastards want a paper book, don't you? Who <laughs> <laughs> wants to haul it's the it's the middle of the depression. People got no money. They cannot pay the big bucks for those hardcovers. Right. Who wants to haul one around anyway when you don't even have food to eat? Because it is the depression. It that, is the that depression. Mind you. Um, so and about, it's the depression. And also the Great Depression. Uh, Everyone was depressed, including the economy. <laughs> Especially the economy, right? 63,000 of them. Within 12 months, 1 million Penguin books had sold. In one year. That's pretty impressive. It is. To go from nothing to a million sales. Yeah, they really hit on something. Shipping so. costs are lower. Yeah. All that. That was such a major um, technological advance, I guess you'd call that, mm -hmm. in books. Mm -hmm. And... Literally, the only thing that has rivaled that has been the electric, electric, electronic book. Not the electric book. <laughs> if you have to plug yes. it in and you can write it and read it at the same time. Um, no, the electronic book, as it were. <laughs> yes, the ebook. Yes. You and I both now that we are, we've, we have actually fully converted, I feel like, to Kindle readers. Yes, yes. Primarily because of the space it saves. Mm -hmm. um, now, I do still have stacks and stacks and stacks of books that need to be dealt with around here, but I feel like all of our current book purchases, yes. they're on the Kindle. And it works great for the kids, too. Like, And we're transitioning to Audible. Yeah. Like, to the point where it's like, oh, it's only Kindle? Losers. That happened to you this week. It did. It? I'll talk about that later. Okay. All right. So that's it on the, uh, the old Penguin paperbacks. But there okay. you go. 1945, the cruiser USS Indianapolis is torpedoed and sunk by a Japanese submarine. Okay. Um, 880 of the almost 1,200-man crew died. There's a lot of sea death in this episode. There is. I um, was unprepared for all of the death yes. that's happening. And the, so this first part's grim and not awesome. That many died, and many of them after having been attacked by sharks. Well, I hate that. And I, but then it, it redeemed. The story began to redeem itself. It was the inspiration for the movie Jaws. Whoa! I did not know that. I did not either. And there was also a 2016 movie about this called USS Indianapolis Men of Courage. Okay. So we've not seen that film. Have not seen that film. All right. But I have seen Jaws. Have you? Oh, the yeah. The want to watch that, too. I don't know. If, I don't, yeah, let them. It, It'll give them something. If you're going to have nightmares, you might as well feed it with some good material. They also want to watch Stranger Things. I don't think they're, like, no. they're ready. That's no, no. pretty intense. Yeah. No, that one's... That one's... They have been exposed to the Lego version. Did you know Lego has a Stranger Things kit? Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. 
At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash boast. Well, I, it would make sense. That's all part of the... They do. All part of the big machine, right? The Lego machine. Um, so they watched a Lego build on YouTube. Someone constructing that Stranger Things kit. They immediately were obsessed with it. Matt came in here and started yeah. like... Like that dude, if he doesn't, best person drawing all the Demogorgons he could come up with. Yeah, if he doesn't end up being like the chief engineer at Lego someday, know, I'll so be surprised. Okay. He loves Legos. He is. He can at the age of three. At the age of three, could look at a very advanced for older kids picture on a box of the thing, put it together with the parts that were there, and like not have leftovers. Yep. I mean, I'm a grown man and I can't do that working on a car <laughs> yes. or anything else. Yeah. Yep, he's the, he's the guy. Yes. He is. Okay. Uh, 1947, happy birthday, Arnold Schwarzenegger. And let's not forget to get to the chopper. You gotta say it in the right place. I can't. You can't say it out of command. I can't. I'm not, get to the chopper! I'm not a good enough uh, voiceover of that. Yeah, well, imitator of that. What, what film is that from? Like a whole slew of them from oh. the 90s where. He got to say the same line? Well, yeah, he was. There were a lot of military movies. Okay. And I feel like that may have been from Predator originally, but I, I think it was in a few others as well. And it's, it was a meme before memes were memes. Yes. It, yeah. Definitely, definitely. Okay, get yourself to the chopper, Mister Former Governor Schwarzenegger. Yes. Quickly, quickly. Yes, quickly. Um, nineteen fifty-four. Elvis Presley. Should we have actually named this podcast Elvis Presley today? <laughs> Elvis, yeah. Elvis Presley did it. Maybe Graceland would like to sponsor the show. Yes. Although I know we've talked about this since he's now a groundskeeper there in disguise. They may shy away from the show just because mm -hmm. they don't want to draw into attention. That's your theory. It's one of many. My theory is that he is alive and well working in Las Vegas. The dogs are snoring dogs big are time. snoring big again. Time. At least it's not your tummy rumbling though. Right. That's true. All right, Elvis Presley made his professional debut in Memphis, Tennessee. It was his first concert to be advertised. And That's I will big. say, when we were in Memphis for the trip, I got to go to Graceland. You were working. Um, this was for the Liberty Bowl, the X, X, uh, no, mm -hmm. AXA. AXA. It was, uh, yeah, insurance company. Yes, Liberty Sponsored Bowl. It. Yes, uh, which was a, probably <clears throat> one of the most fun trips we ever got to do. It's pretty awesome. When you were coaching football, I had a great time. I don't know if you did. We won the game too. We so won. That helped. It was phenomenal. We Go shut France. down their tailback, who ended up being a pro player. I think we held him to like thirty-two yards or something yes. ridiculous. We dominated them all the way to the chopper. <laughs> All the way to the chopper. Um, being in Memphis, it really was fun to get to see like Sun Records, where Elvis's career began, and um, there's just Memphis is a great city. I don't like the ribs. 
you don't like a dry rub rib and that's okay. It's no, it was a dry rib period. It was okay. literally like after they cooked it, they buried it in powdered dirt <laughs> and then barely knocked any of it off and put it on the plate. You're just like, you had no moisture in your mouth. Yeah. Your teeth gritted on it. I, I remember not being super impressed with the ribs in Memphis. I think part of it is there's a lot of buildup, like, oh, you're going yeah. to Memphis, you got to eat the ribs. If you're from our part of the country, I mean, this is a, this is a national, this is a divisive conversation, depending on what part of the country you're from, dictates your preference. Sure. sure rib sure. eating. Part of the experience, too, that really soured me on it was they're, they're living on a reputation, the place we went, at least, which was not a low-class place. No, they were super popular. living on the reputation of a prior generation's accomplishment because the ribs that they served were like maybe 3% meat and silver skin that should have been peeled off. You're just trying to use your rabbit bite and front teeth to get the meat as little as it was off of the giant bone. Yeah. And I was like, we were so broke as a joke then, yeah. and we really laid out a lot of cash do to that. do that. I was I was thoroughly, I will forever hold a grudge against Memphis. Well, but Elvis and Graceland. Elvis and... had to fake his death to get the hell out of there. <laughs> okay, good stuff. All right. What else um, let's here? see. Oh. I'm skipping that one. Okay. Go ahead. Well, back in 2000, so 20, 20 years ago. 20 years ago. Right? Feels like yesterday. I know. That's how you know you're old is when 20 years feels like that long. Uh, Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt celebrated their uh, nuptial vows. Yes. They were married on this day in 2020. Of course, that marriage a little ill-fated, yeah, yeah. broken up by the emergence of Brangelina. Brangelina is the first name portmanteau mashup that I can remember, like really bursting into the scene. Okay. When Brad and Angelina, um, now it's like so common, and right. but it traces its roots all the way back to Could you even do that with our name? Mile. Keg. It's not very fun. That's not, it's not an attractive one. No. I feel bad about myself now. Okay. Um, moving on. Thanks, Brad. Butthole. 2002. The world's most expensive coin sells at auction for $6.6 million. And it was actually with fees and all of that, it was closer to seven point three or 4 or something like that. Wow. Uh, that's a lot of fees. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's that hard. You know, what is that labor to move? Oh, the coin is so heavy. Uh -huh. We need... Bring in the team. <laughs> Ridiculous. Uh, it was a 1933 double gold eagle. It was made by the U.S. Mint in 1933, but due to restrictions that had been put in place to prevent people from hoarding gold during the Depression, the coins were never issued. Ooh. So it's believed that only three exist today. Two of them are in the Smithsonian. This is the third one. Okay. These were never issued. Uh -huh. It is suspected that they were, these three were stolen by a cashier from the U.S. Mint. Good job. That's Smuggle it out. Government. Make your life matter. At its finest. Yes. Good job. <laughs> Good stuff. And then to wrap up these... Delightful things. Did you ever play slug bug when you were a kid? Who didn't? Could you have been in a moving vehicle in the 80s and probably not. gone into the 90s and not play slug bug? Probably not. We had one for a minute. You did? For a minute. It didn't run. Oh. I can't remember. <laughs> I think 
what we had done, and gosh, this would have been probably 84, mm -hmm. I'm guessing, maybe 83. So I'm a little kid. I'm mm -hmm. third, fourth grade, and I think we'd gotten that, my dad being a very, I was going to say handy. He wasn't handy. He was persistent. Yes. Your dad just now, he like, knew he did no cars. He did no cars. But also, like, your dad never met a problem that he thought, like, I don't know how to do that. Like, right. he just, like, if there was a thing, right. he's just like, oh, okay, well. Right, yeah. And this was before the internet. Right. I don't know how like, to do anything, but I can go on there that. and beat the hell out of it and curse and throw some tools and yell yeah. at Kyle because he brought me the wrong wrench. Yeah. Exactly. Such a tormented childhood. <laughs> this is a good time. Um, now, I think we, I can't remember if we bought it. Because he was going to repair it and have it for my sister for her first oh, vehicle. Oh, yeah. He, that was either the case or or he brought it home. I feel like he had to, that had to have been the case. Uh, instead of bringing it home to see if she liked it and she didn't. I think he had he'd gotten it. Um, I don't think it ran. I think it had to have been dropped off at the house, rolled it into the garage. And it sat out there for about a week. And I can remember... Standing out there with him, yeah, as he would just gaze at, and I only appreciate this now as a grown man because I just did this myself when we remodeled some stuff here at the house. He he'd stand there sometimes thirty minutes an hour, you know, not like statuesque, but you know, move around, look at things, and and pondering how how do I attack this? Mm -hmm. Well, people unfamiliar with this vehicle, it is very small. Mm -hmm. It has like what, maybe six inches clearance off the ground, so you're not going to slide under it to work on it. Mm -hmm. The engine is in the back. Yeah. And it's, you know, this is an era, the 80s, this is an era of big boats of cars. Yes. Giant cars. Mm -hmm. You could pop the hood on a car and climb inside the engine box mm -hmm. and work on it. Well, this thing, this thing was more in there like modern day cars where you can't hardly spit and hit the ground right. through there. And I and I think I feel like what happened is after several hours of looking at that and thinking I do I don't know how to do it he found somebody else that bought it for about what he paid and felt good that he got out at that level. Mm -hmm. So that was but anyway all of that because in 2003 the last of those old style Volkswagen Beetles rolled off of the assembly line in Mexico. All right. Can't get if you want one, you got to get a vintage one. Got to get a vintage. <laughs> I think they've done some. They have absolutely have done a remodel, a remake. Yeah. Um, but it, it's it's not the same. Yeah. yeah. If it's not miserable and and a tough vehicle to deal with uh, that you might buy as a junker and turn into a Baja buggy for the beach, right. uh, what is you even know, the point? what's the point then? Totally. All right. Well, so watch, read, listen, lifestyle. Oh, here we are. Non-segment. Non-segment. Stop it. <laughs> we have the movie Fool's Gold mm -hmm. about the the treasure fleet. Yep. Likewise, we have the movie The Deep. We have the series on stars, Black Sails. Uh, we have the movie USS Indianapolis, Men of Courage. We have, take your pick of any Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. They're all equally poor. Equally poor, really? Yeah. Yeah, if we're honest, I'd still watch one. Yeah, but they're they're not good. It's not like quality cinema. No, 
at the end of it, you know less than when you started. Yes. Well, I wanted to throw out there, Clueless is on Netflix. AJ was helping me with Nico the Monster last night. The Alicia Silverstone. Yeah. Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. Look at me throwing names around. Like you are just a movie trivia and remembering boss. Pretty much. Pretty much. Those aren't even written down. I just want to. Yeah, that was awesome. I want everybody to revel in my glory and majesty right now. (laughs) That was off the top of the old (laughs) noggin right there. Do you know what year it came out? Mm, It would have been the 90s, right? It is the 90s. Smack dab in the middle, 1995. Okay, I was going to say it. I don't think it was 94. Nope. 95, okay. Alicia Silverstone. That is Paul Red's breakout role for sure. So AJ was helping me with Nico last night, and we decided to watch Clueless. It's on Netflix right now, but I think it's leaving Netflix sense. in July. Like, I think you only have a few days left if you're going to watch it on Netflix. Okay. But AJ got such a kick out of, like, the outdated technology. There's a famous scene at the beginning of Clueless where Cher, Alicia Silverstone's, character is trying to pick her outfit for the day and she has like this very dated computer program that apparently can look at her whole closet and dress her mm-hmm. it looks it, it's like a child's game yeah it like looks a, like a child's like game. A little kids app on your phone aj was laughing so hard she was like was this like technology at the time and i was like yes she's like you know there's like a million apps for that now that will help you decide what to wear out of your own they closet. were probably inspired by this movie. yes of course so anyway if you're gonna watch clueless just you got to get it in because it's get almost it. gone from netflix all right, to read, we have pieces of eight about the treasure fleet. Mm-hmm. Now, yesterday, we'd mentioned the book Possibility, Smash and Grab, about the Pink Panthers yeah. jewel heist gang. Sure. And this was intriguing enough to me that I went and found it. Yes. I was disappointed because it's it's not audible, and I really need for my schedule an yes. audible. Yeah. But it was like six bucks on Kindle, so I was like, fine, I'll do it. And I got it. This book is really interesting. It's, Question mark? It's kind of like watching a dubbed movie. <laughs> okay. I don't think it was written in English originally. Okay. Whoever, or it was not written by English first language person, one okay. of the two. Okay. Because in translation, there's a lot of things. It's like um, you, you, that, that. That's not what you say there. That, that's not the right. Some things got lost in translation. Thing, yeah, you used a wrong word, or the verb tense is off, or you just left out a few words uh-huh. entirely. Yeah. Um, and then additionally, I, I I'm terrible. I don't know when it was published. Um, but it was in the 2000s because he writes about stuff that occurred in the 2000s. As he's describing some of the characters, and I can't figure out, I cannot figure out if this is like some of it is fact and then some of it is fictional stuff he's introduced or if he actually interviewed or if they found, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They're just, there was not a lot of explanation around things on this book. Um, so you have some scenes there where you're you're following the protagonist who's one of these thieves and the they're acting like the same boardroom of 80s chauvinists at the advertising company the things that he that he says or that he says the guy is thinking it's like wow bro that can't can't do that you can't say that's, that that's not okay here um, maybe it is in france or wherever or serbia or wherever this book was written i don't know but uh, no, that, that should get you fired right there. Don't do that. <laughs> that is 
it's, oh my gosh. It's kind of like a a slow motion impending car accident. So I just keep reading it because I'm like, this, this is, I don't like it, but I, I can't look away. <laughs> That's fantastic. I'll, I'll report back whenever I'm done with it. We'll, we'll see how that goes. Okay. I you, love it. You have any reads? I don't have any reads. I do have some okay. lessons. Okay. So speaking of Elvis again, Elvis today, um, some songs of his from 1954. I checked out. You got That's All Right. One I'd never heard of, The Milk Cow Blues Boogie. Nice. And Good Rockin' Tonight, which to me... Elvis. Getting a little racy in 1954. I know. No wonder he was so controversial. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. All right. I feel scandalized. You should. 1954 Elvis was a quite racy... He would maker. probably not be allowed on Netflix today. <laughs> Yes, definitely. Because I think there was smoking in his oh, movies as well. Oh, there was probably a lot of smoking. Yeah. Yeah. All right, lifestyle. I'm really excited about mine. Okay. 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 So, whew, I got to get centered for a second. Fenty, Fenty Cosmetics, mm-hmm. is owned by, launched by, created by Rihanna. Okay. Uh, pop star yeah, of, yeah. of today. She may be your pop star. She's not mine. <laughs> She's not for you, so don't worry about it. Um, I'm not for her either. <laughs> Rihanna has created an amazing line of cosmetics with her uh, with her Fenty line. When she created Fenty, she came out with concealer and foundation range in 50 different shades. It was completely groundbreaking. Wow. Um, the amount of variation and shade that you can find in the Fenty line. And that's just in the foundation and, and concealers. I'm actually wearing a Fenty lipstick right now. Uh-huh. It is my very favorite red lipstick by Fenty. It's called Madame and I love it. So anyway, I'm super excited because on July 31st, as you're listening, that's tomorrow. Fenty is dropping their skincare line. Okay. Which is, this is huge um, because they have made such a, they've taken the like just really made such a huge name for themselves. And uh, what is the word I'm trying to say? Like they've really been pioneers in the cosmetic industry in a lot of ways. So now they're coming out with skincare. Not pirates. pirates. They could, she could have gone a a piracy direction. She went pioneer direction, you know. Pirates are sexier. (laughs) Way sexier than pioneers. There is no debate about that. Pirates will show you a little skin. (laughs) And pioneers are middle of the summer wearing burlap and denim. And wool. And wool. All the things. All the layers. All the layers. Um, But so I'm super excited about it because, first of all, the price point is very affordable. Most of the products are in the $25 to $35 range, which for a... Uh, a line that is sold mostly like at Sephora stores mm-hmm. that is very affordable, especially compared to some other lines where their price points are like, especially for skincare, $75 to $100 for products. Secondly, she really wanted to make the product super efficient. You will like this. A lot of the products are two in one. So uh-huh. um, the facial cleanser, not only um, it's like a total makeup remover and cleanser. There's like a toning serum. Like she really looked at how to, and I mean, she overseeing it, I'm sure she has a team of, you know, chemists and Mm -hmm. skincare Mm -hmm. specialists or whatever. 
creating these formulations. I don't think Rihanna was in the lab herself. Right, Maybe she right. was. I don't know. Um, but a lot of them are, they do double duty. So not only is it a good price point, but you're getting more bang for your buck. So anyway, I'm very excited about it. Can't wait to check it out. And that comes out on July 31st. Okay. When we're done recording, remind me of that. I have some ideas. Okay. Okay. Lifestyle, you did Fenty, I will add, is the last piece. The video game, Assassin's Creed Black Flag, which is, again, around these, uh, the treasure fleet and much other stuff as well. Yeah. Um, I, I'm doubtful. There, there may be a gamer or two within the awesomes. Typically doesn't fit the demographic. Right. But you may know somebody who is. This game is not new. At this point, and so you're talking about a game that would be available for very cheap. Um, very, very immersive. Oh my goodness. Uh, enjoyable game. Probably not wonderful for little kids. Right, right, right. Little it's, rough around the edges. It's written in reality mm-hmm. of the time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's some prostitution, there's a lot of violence, uh, the things that you would expect in that true world. Yeah. Um, but if there's somebody older in your life that enjoys a game that hasn't played that, yeah. my bet is they would enjoy it. Okay. Good stuff all around. All right. Do you have any other parting words of... Wait. How many reviews are we up to now? Ooh. 75. There may be now 76. 76. We would... We're going to go ahead and say this, right? Go ahead. Okay. Throw it down. We are wondering, since so many of you all, first of all... First of all, thank you. Yes. That's incredible that so many of you have taken the time to go over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. It is super helpful. We're wondering if you could help us get to 100 reviews. We would just love it. Um, We're thinking if we get to that milestone. When we get to that milestone. When we get to that milestone. If I have to create 25 false accounts and go leave 25 yeps on there, I don't want to. That's going to take like a whole damn day, and I don't have time to do that. (laughs) But we'll get there. You have enough dummy email accounts that you've used to sign up for these yeah, through the years. I keep that... forgetting the passwords to them. <laughs> That's a problem. Yeah. Help us get to 100. That would mean so much to us and would truly, truly be awesome. And so we would like to do a little giving back in the way of some merch. Yes. Play. My thought right now is at least 10 items of okay. merch. And so that means everybody who notifies us that they have left the review up to that's a 10 percent yeah uh, chance sure one in ten of you that's not bad right yeah it's a hell of a lot better than the publisher's clearinghouse or the powerball or Mm -hmm. we might even that raffle at the expo that i didn't win when i was a kid right (laughs) you always thought you were gonna win though didn't you every time you're such an optimist everyone parents were like we gotta go i was like they haven't had the drawing yet hold on I'm going to win that cooler that's advertising feminine care products. I don't know what it was. Yeah. Yes. Everyone thinks, you know, that you might be a little bit more on the pessimistic side because you can, you know. I'm, yeah, it's weird. But you're not. You are a hopeless, hopeless optimist every time. And I love it. And I can just see you with your raffle ticket. Just sure. Like. (laughs) <laughs> this this year's my year. Calling out, talking trash to the person. Being like, what, did you draw your sister's ticket? Come on! 
It's rigged. <laughs> it's rigged. Okay, I think that really is all for us. Okay, today. well, have an awesome today, would you? Please do. Bye bye. Bye. The website, Oregon Live, proposes some rules for how to be a responsible pirate. Don't touch things that aren't yours. Don't wander into random tents. Respect people and property. No, no, Oregon. This is literally the opposite of how to be a pirate. Find Awesome Today and Sorta Awesome Media on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok and literally everywhere podcasts are found.